welcome back to another episode of the Skits and Giggles podcast. For this one, we got to catch up with one of our earliest guests and friend of the podcast, Swiss Chris Rabel. If you have been following his socials like us, you will also have noted a surprising increase in clips posted to his Instagram. And man, those whips don't lie. The old dog still got a bag of tricks. Chris completed 30 days of whips at the back end of last year in a mission to bring back the skills and stoke of mastering tricks and to reignite his passion for riding his bike every day if necessary. We dive deep into the experience and into the principles that apply to everyone struggling to learn new skills or to bring back long forgotten ones. Consistency, accountability, and appropriate recovery are all elements that we can apply to our own challenges towards becoming a better rider. We also get to hear about van life, his recent trip down south, and of course, the exciting news of him commentating BMX on Swiss national TV during the Paris Olympic Games. For more information about this episode and the Skits and Giggles podcast, you can just follow the links in the description. To support the podcast, please share this episode with your writing buddies or leave us a five-star rating on your favorite platform. Also, have you heard about the best ride of the year? If not, then check out episode number 71 in our archives or go to skitsandgiggles.com forward slash ride to find out more. That's it, that's all, Skigglers. And here's our chat with Swiss Chris Rabel. All right, welcome back to the Skits and Giggles podcast, Swiss Chris Rabber. How the hell are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for inviting me back. Um, always a pleasure being here. How are you guys doing? Um, now that we're getting into it, I'm kind of feeling a bit hungry because I'm reminded <laughs> of the last time we spoke with Chris. <laughs> oh, yeah. was inside of a pizza shop. That was, well... That was ridiculous in a good way. It was. It was the middle yeah. of COVID. Everything was closed. They let me into the pizzeria to uh, to do a podcast, and then they kicked me out at the end of the night. I remember that, yeah. But where are you now? <laughs> I am at home. I'm oh, okay. In my brand new apartment in Zurich. Right on. It's not brand new, but I, it's, it's new for me. New, yeah. Okay. You also just returned from a, correct me if I'm wrong, is it a three-month trip down south? How did that come about? How did that come about? Um, so I have a van. I actually lived in uh, a Volkswagen T5 since the end of April last year. I just really wanted to do that once in my life. Um, at the end of 2022, I went on a long trip, a three-month trip, did a similar route. Uh, started in France, Spain, Portugal, um, just one big circle back to Switzerland. And, um, when I came home, I just wanted to, I realized I don't need more than my van and, uh, it was starting to get warm again. So I quit my apartment, moved into a van and, uh, spent the summer in there. It was a busy summer with, uh, I was doing shows pretty much every weekend and, uh, work just very busy. And then me and my girlfriend packed our stuff and went on a three month trip. It was good. Oh, nice. And just uh, following the sun, or did you have any special projects along the way? Yes, we were following the waves. We're, uh, for me, it's just time. I uh, figured it's time to learn a new sport after I spent half my life on bikes. 
Um, I tried it a little bit last year, uh, didn't get quite as much into it. And then this year I figured let's give it another go because it took me a couple goes to try to get into bikes as well. And it worked. I'm pretty hooked right now. <laughs> oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I guess uh, the coast of uh, Portugal is uh, has some uh, some good surf, uh, you know, that time of the year that you were cruising around there. Almost too good. Yeah. <laughs> too good for a beginner <laughs> <laughs> okay all right well another thing that really caught my eye uh, towards the beginning of the year was a post you put up on instagram celebrating um, a month of whips those whips don't lie and uh, you described a little bit you know what you were doing you talked about um, you kind of lost the trick you wanted to work your way back and uh, you mastered it again by really doing whips every day for a month or so and some change, I guess. And uh, I thought this was a really, really cool opportunity to catch up with you because I think um, that kind of process um, could have some really great takeaways for, you know, normal everyday riders like Bryson and I. And uh, if it's a rider like yourself that is uh, operating on such a level, um, I think there's something we can learn, and that's uh, that's why that's why I wanted to chat with you today. Thank you. So, why don't you talk us through what uh, the month of whips was all about? To be honest, the month of whips probably started in 2017 when I broke my arm. Um, <laughs> it's a couple uh, of years said, of whips. <laughs> it, <laughs> couldn't get a full month though. So, no. Um, uh, as you guys know, I was a pretty active. Uh, slope style competitor at some point um uh traveling around going to big events and uh making a little bit of money with riding bikes as well um never at a full professional level but just good enough to spend a lot of time on my bike um broke my arm at a big event in colorado in 2017 that injury took me out for a year. And then when I got back after that year, um, it just wasn't the same, you know, like couldn't keep up with all the young kids, didn't do well at events anymore. Um, lost some of my supporters and uh, started doing like full-time work. Yeah, so that's like the end of 2018. And then, um, yeah, just the work thing. Um, doing like construction work all the time and just not having energy at the end of the day to go ride, just riding less and less due to work stuff and uh, the energy level. And uh, yeah, started losing my tricks, stopped competing and slowly just kind of like lost time on my bike, let's say that. Um, which if you're at a certain level as a rider, if you're suddenly at a lower level, it kind of loses its appeal quite a bit. Um, so it got to a point where most of the times when I'd go out, I'd get pretty frustrated because um, I just couldn't do backflip tail whips anymore or front flip bar spins or stuff like that. No, I was like stuck at 360s. And uh, yeah, it just kind of like lost its, it just wasn't as fun anymore to a point where you really kind of get frustrated at most sessions. Sure. You have good sessions with your friends when you're just flowing around, but I mean, I want to ride at a certain level and that's where I want to be. Um, but yeah, so over the years, then COVID hit, we couldn't really ride slope style anywhere. Um, and last year I was just at a point where 
I only rode my bike for shows. Like we do a lot of the shows for Flying Metal where I do announcing. Uh, on a lot of the shows, I have a headset, so I ride the show and announce the show. Um, it's a lot of fun, but it's like a almost weekly thing. Um, so I do pretty much shows every other weekend almost sometimes three or four in a row sometimes there's a couple of weekends in between but yeah last year i realized man i didn't ride a single session this year i only rode shows and uh yeah obviously my my level went down quite a bit i didn't feel confident on my bike and kind of just left the bike in the basement and uh yeah so on this trip i met uh my good friend nuno but also in uh, Portugal, who's one of the best dirt jump riders I know, just a crazy Portuguese shredder. And uh, he invited me to his jam every year. He puts on a little jam at his jumps. And it was honestly just embarrassing the way I rode. Like I was scared of the jumps. I couldn't get my tricks down. And uh, yeah, I told my girlfriend, like, I'm just not having fun. It's just frustrating. And I'm just not at a level that I like. And it's I just don't enjoy it anymore. And then a tail whip was a trick that I, I've been doing for over 10 years. And at one point, I could even do them in a bunny hop. So I was pretty good at that trick. And at that jam, um, I wanted to do a tail whip on a simple jump. And I just ate so much shit. I just crashed like crazy. After taking like straight run-ups for 15 tries and not doing it, when I did it, I crashed. So I got so pissed off and I was talking to, to Vessi, my girlfriend, and told her, I think I'm just going to do a tail whip every day. And uh, she was like, yeah, do it. That'd be cool. And uh, so, yeah, I said, OK, it's the end of November. Uh, I'm just going to try and do a tail whip every day of December. And uh, the idea of putting it on Instagram was kind of just to like build a support group or have people call me out if I don't do it. I realized a lot of people actually did get it pretty quick that, uh-oh, something's happening. He's posting every day after doing one post all of last year. And uh, friends like Hoopy and Vitor and all these guys uh, started actually texting me, telling me, hey, it's awesome to see you're doing stuff. Love the challenge. And uh, at the end of the trip, I ended up in La Poma, Barcelona, <clears throat> La Poma Bike Park. Uh, where the whole European dirt jump scene gathers at the end of the year just to escape their awful winners. And so many people like came up to me and talked about the, the whip challenge and wanted to know where the next whip's going to be, what's next, or gave me inputs, or, hey, you can do it on a BMX, or do a flip whip. Obviously, everyone wanted to, everyone wanted to see a flip whip, which... I don't quite have in me yet, but we'll see. So yeah, that's the idea. I kind of built a support group through Instagram and it worked. It forced me to do a tail whip every day. Yeah. That's a pretty tried and true method to get, uh, you know, people behind you rallying to help you out to kind of, you know, bring, bring the responsibility forward. Right. It's, um, I've seen it many times. A lot of people have a lot of success with that. But if we take it back to that like very moment where you decided to tell yourself, I'm just going to do one every day. What like how how did, how did you get to that thought? The thought process was it didn't start with a tail whip. It started with I just want to ride my bike every day this month. 
Um, so I wanted to set myself a trick, basically, th- that it was the tail whip that I couldn't do at Nuno's Jam. That's kind of a coincidence. I wanted to set myself a trick that would kind of force me to find a spot, like a spot that lifts me up high enough so I can actually get off my bike, swing that thing, and get back on it. And I wanted it to be a trick that'll force me to put on pads. So it couldn't be like a bar spin where I can just go in the garage, do a hot bar spin and put my bike away again. I really wanted something where I'd go somewhere, put on pads and actually like want to warm up and have a session. And it actually worked really well. Like a lot of those videos you saw, um, we had a lot of really good sessions on days that I probably would not have ridden my bike. So I had a lot of fun doing it. Okay, so you're really motivated to get on your bike every day because you were in, uh, you were, yeah, you're basically traveling with your bike. So you just said to yourself, this is the opportunity for me. I'm going to ride my bike every day and I'm going to enjoy it. And you know what? I'm going to challenge myself to do so. Yeah, I had the time. I had the bike. Um, there's enough time to get on your bike every day, even if you're doing something else. Like you can get out at night, you can get out in the morning. And if you scroll back to the first couple ones, you'll see there's a bunch of them at night because I had two friends visiting in Portugal and we were riding enduro all day. Then after full days of pedaling, we'd go back to like the base. I'd switch bikes, go to a spot, do a tail whip. Those were the hard days. As soon as they right. left, it got quite a bit easier. Yeah, I did Basically, put everything down, then get back up again and do it all over again. But thirty-one mm-hmm. days is like—I mean, just just to ride it, just to have the idea to ride your bike thirty-one days straight is already a feat in itself. But to to push yourself to progress into bettering yourself with a trick—I mean, I mean, I've never done something like this. But yeah, I—you know—I I thinking back to how you're saying to yourself, you know, you you felt a certain way when you started to kind of like fall off in terms of like the level of riding that you wanted to be at. And I, I could sympathize uh, because I've also gone through like kind of swings, you know, like where I was riding a lot and I was feeling really good about my riding and then it kind of dropped off and I'm not exactly sure why, but then I also, as a result, kind of felt like, oh yeah, I don't want to really ride so much anymore. But then by circumstance, maybe a trip or whatever it was, maybe meeting a new friend or group that I started riding a whole bunch more again. And then all of a sudden it was like an upswing. So I guess we all kind of go through that. Like average Joes like me, yourself, it's uh, not uncommon. But for me, I also find that it's not uh, the easiest thing to like come back from. So yeah, I, I would really like to hear about what you, yeah, how you brought yourself back into it. Like how you found that motivation and maybe what you learned about yourself by doing so. First of all, I learned I'm not too old to do it. I'm just not putting in the time I need. Ah. <laughs> um, that was a big one because, which is actually at the end, the last tail whip I posted or the last couple were actually bunny hop tail whips, which I haven't done in 10 years. So I got good enough in one month to do a trick I haven't done in 10 years again. Um, it's just like you, 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 you found that motivation. And for, for example, in contrast, I really have a hard time to say to myself, I'm going to ride X days straight, you know, like you did it. Like that's, that's a feat itself, right? So obviously when I started, I was like, Oh my God, I'm never going to get through this. But at some point, like after a couple of days, you have a chain going and you just don't want to break that chain. So 
yeah, that was kind of like the goal. It was kind of a goal for me too. I like, I wanted to upload that trick every day. And I'd say the first four or five days were probably the hardest because you'd actually like, you know, be lazy and you're not far enough that anyone would notice. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, like I said, you kind of like got a, a, you got a chain going and you just don't want to break it. So for anyone who actually sets themselves a challenge, I think tell people what you're up to and post it on Instagram, for example. And, uh, you'll see that it's not just, not just the support from the people around you. It's also like, you want to do it. You just don't want to stop. So it was actually hard when I was done with the challenge, like the first day when I didn't upload, I was like, what do I so do what? now? <laughs> yeah. What now? <laughs> Should I keep going or yeah. do something else? And, uh, yeah. No, it's uh, it's it's interesting, really, because uh, you know I've talked about this on on the podcast before. I've done the uh, kind of the, the Swiss cycling uh, um, instructor education certification, whatever you want to call it, last year, and of course, um, you know all these skills training things um, are are center stage in that education. So it's kind of like just funny to see how that actually works. All these things we had in the classroom, and to some extent out on the you know, on the tarmac where we had to practice the, you know, the wheelies and, uh, and you know, nose, nose turns and all that sort of stuff, how that actually also works um, for someone that's at a, on a very, very different level, right? And I guess, um, you know, some of the cool um, things I pick out, right, is kind of like this, this notion of accountability. You put up a video every day on Instagram, people see it, people follow it, people comment on it. It's very visible, right? Um, but I think what, uh, you know, what kind of my, my, one of my taglines is kind of this, uh, you know, consistency compounds, right? So it's kind of like this, this consistency, you do it every day and because you keep doing it every day, you get, it gets easier every day and you, you know, then, then, then you, you, you kind of have this almost snowball effect of, uh, um, of, of progression where, especially for you, for someone, as you say, right? So it was 10 years ago, you had that trick in the bag. And, uh, you know, at some stage, the muscle memory is going to kick in again. And then you said as yourself, right? Towards the end, you were doing tricks that you would have, that, you know, was 10, 15 years ago. That's the last time you did it. So the coolest thing I actually noted or, or noticed um, was like at the beginning, if you go back, the, the first ones are pretty easy maybe the very first one's hard but i kind of wanted to start it with a bang um it was mostly fly outs um out of like quarter pipes or maybe a bank or um or over a straight jump which is you have enough time to swing that bike around and catch the pedals so it's fairly it it's a bit easier and then as you go on like one of my favorite ones was um in Spain at night, um, we were riding all day again, or actually I was working that day. And then I knew I had, I have to do it. It was like nine o'clock at night or something. It was dark, freezing cold. And then, uh, Hoopy and me rolled up to this little skate park somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Um, and there was literally nothing good to tail whip. And I knew like, this is the best bet to find a spot to do it today. Um, so I took a couple takes at a bank to bank, like a little pyramid. 
um, which is fairly hard because you have to do a real bunny hop, yank that tail whip around. It's really small and it took a couple tries, but as soon as I landed it, it was like, okay, that works again. And uh, so the next spot I went to that was similar to that, it was like, I know I can do it because I did it two days ago. And uh, yeah, just like having that confidence again, knowing I can do a little tail whip on a bank to bank. And then they kept getting smaller at one point. And uh, yeah, the just the confidence in knowing I can do the trick just got bigger and bigger. And uh, yeah, to the point where I could do them as small as possible, basically. And switch. <laughs> I did a switch one. I did two yeah. switch ones, actually, that last month. Well. I did... Yeah, I was very happy about that one. That's another one I haven't done in a long time. And uh, it worked, uh, I think, second try. So that was cool. No, and it's, uh, I guess, another thing I want to I want to pick up on is, um, you know, is, of course, like, through the, you know, routine of doing it every day, right? So you kind of, you still, you have this, this repeated practice. You keep going at the same trick, the same skill over and over and over again. But it's because it's not doing it the whole day, you take enough break, enough of a break to actually, you know, let your your brain recover, let your body recover. And and then that helps again to then, then it go, go again the next day with a fresh mind and kind of to bring those skills back and, and put them into practice again. So there's uh, I'm, I'm, I'm already going through my mental list of, uh, of takeaways that we can uh, can summarize towards the end. But uh, I want to I want to see if we can find some more, Bryson. What do you think? I noticed some pretty, pretty good comments. Like you had, you had a lot of you had a lot of fire emojis, <laughs> a lot of guys, a lot of people rallying you on, um, you know, thumbs up and like, you know, great messages and stuff. But my favorite one is from Luca Cometti. Did you see that one? <laughs> Probably. Which I think one it was, was it? I think it was day twenty-eight. <laughs> yeah. You gonna make me go look? <laughs> no, no. I can. I can. Uh, uh, let me see if I can. Maybe it's not quoting, but it's yeah. Paraphrase. Let's say it's. Uh, I think he asked you if that was how many days you went without a shower. That was a good one. Yeah, I did yeah. see that. <laughs> I guess he knows about like your situation living in a van and. Uh... I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's it's um, it's a pretty cool. If we could segue for just just uh, just one one question, uh, van life. We've had we had um, we have had some other van lifers on, and um, it's de- it's definitely like a bucket list thing. So what did you? How did you? In the end, how did you feel about that? I mean, first of all, I love projects. I love uh, building stuff or create not not creating. Just like I like woodwork a lot. Um, so building the van was an idea it wasn't necessarily oh van life I want to do that it was more like I built my first van when I broke my arm because I had nothing else to do I found a bunch of pallets lying around I took them apart uh, made like boards for everything and built a van sold that van got the next van made that a bit better Um, I just really enjoy the the process of uh, you know just like woodworking and the idea behind it was I want a, a place to stay when I'm on the road for like all the bike weekends we do in France or when we go to events. That was actually like the idea why I wanted a van and I really enjoyed building the van. And uh, the idea that I could live in the van really came after that three month trip last year 
when I just noticed, hey, I have an apartment back home I'm paying so-and-so much money for. And I just realized I didn't miss it once the entire time I was on the road. So let's try it. Now's the time. Why not? And I just loved it. I really enjoyed it. That's great. Pascal, are you almost a van lifer or what's going on there? No, I'm still, I'm still just, uh, you got the van, I, have, I have the van, I have the yeah. van. So that, that part is, uh, is done, but, uh, you know, I'm still, still trying to figure out what the, the best use of the van is. So, so far it's, uh, mainly a shuttle rig for my son and his football team <laughs> uh, and, and a couple of my bikes, <laughs> um, and, and the dog, she, the dog, she, the dog loves to, to, to drive the van. She hates the car. So, so that is, seems also a good use, but, uh, I haven't uh, I haven't really thought about uh, uh, complete uh, conversion yet. I mean, I can just see what a black hole of effort it can be because again, as you say, right? So like the second you're done, you're like, oh, ah, that was a stupid decision. Maybe I should do something else. Maybe I should redo it. So let's sell yeah, this yeah. one and get another one. You and, definitely uh, redo it a bunch yeah. of times. And it's the same as like, you know, all the, all the toolbox projects or, you know, I, I just remodeled my workspace here in the, uh, in our flat. So that's also kind of a constantly developing kind of project. So I can see how with vans, that is an endless project and you're, you're never really done. And when you're done, then it's kind of like, okay, I need to sell it and start something new. <laughs> Speaking of which, are you going to do another... 30 day challenge or something like this or you kind of think okay i did that i'll just go back to something else no um i definitely thought about it i really liked it um i live in zurich i live five minutes from skate park now so why not it'll force me to be on my bike at least once a day but i think i'm gonna wait for summertime because it's freezing cold out i went out on the bmx earlier today and uh for five minutes and couldn't feel my hands anymore so i'll probably wait a couple months weeks we'll see <laughs> i don't know what it's gonna be yet i have no idea like i said bar spin's not an option it's just uh doesn't count so maybe a 360 we talked about maybe a 360 combination a day so just at least a 360 with maybe a tabletop, maybe a tail whip, bar spin, X up, something. That could be a cool one. It would force you to find a spot, pad up, be creative. Yeah, that might be the next one. We'll see. Did you have any issues keeping your bike in top shape for the whole thing? Did you wear out your grips too much? or My bike? It's a miracle with my bike. Like... The longer that thing is exposed to rain and salt water, the better it gets. I don't know yes. why. It's weathered in. <laughs> nice. It's literally like after like having it on the back of my car for a month, I took it down once and I was like, this thing's going to feel like shit. And I uh, got on and I was like, wow, it's never felt this good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I should do this more often. Seasoned. Yeah. Yeah. I had to, I had to oil the chain a little bit, grease the chain, but that's pretty much it. Obviously it's been a little bit of time since we last sat down with you it was actually i listened to it again today it was episode number 10 so this is going to be episode number 73 uh, i think that is the record for repeat guests in terms of gap between episodes wow. um i guess before we move on i just want to hear a little bit what uh, what's next for chris Abel for swiss chris what's next 
not only in terms of trick challenges, but, you know, are there going to be more shows? Are you going to start compete again? What else is on the horizon? <clears throat> um, honestly, right now, I think I'm at the point where I'm totally fine not competing anymore. Um, I watch the stuff everyone's doing and I don't even miss it. I'm kind of glad I get to be a part of it through announcing, which has become quite the thing for me. Um, also, <clears throat> sorry, thanks to the injury back then, um, in that year that I was out of riding, I started or I got in, I got asked to do a couple events, like just announce the events, some BMX stuff. Uh, and it kind of snowballed. It got pretty big. Um, like I said, I'm pretty much at some bike related event every weekend throughout the summer. And, uh, this year I think, um, one of my biggest goals, um, <clears throat> you can't really say it's a goal. I thought about it when BMX, uh, park became Olympic. I was thinking, oh, it would be cool to maybe be involved in that. And this year I'm actually going to the Olympics as the, uh, commentator for Swiss national TV. So I'm happy that turned out. Um, so yeah, that announcing is a big awesome. part. Thank that you. Awesome really looking forward Congratulations. To it. Hey. That is yeah. like a freaking bomb. If there ever is cool, one. Man. Thanks. Yeah. The, so the announcing is something that I really enjoy and, uh, I feel lucky that um, bike or my bike path has led me to that position um, where a lot of other riders just kind of stop and disconnect from the scene. I'm still very involved in the scene, um, which also forced me to uh, get into BMX quite a bit as the expert in BMX as a mountain biker. Um, I had to listen to all the podcasts, learn all the tricks, uh, follow all the riders and uh gather information for these events so i'm really enjoying that i'm also enjoying the the send it shows the the trick it shows that we're doing pump trek shows yeah just a lot of bike related events i get to be a part of um that's new or has been new over the years since we last talked um living in zurich's new Never thought I'd end up in a city, but uh, so far I like it. It's uh, been a week. Well, you still have to the van to get uh, to I get do. out again. Yeah, yeah. that's new. Um, a bunch of uh, some work-related stuff that's uh, new. Um, for what, for instance, I'm uh, starting or planning on starting at the Zurich Bike School. You know that, Pascal, because we yeah. met at the coaches' meeting last <laughs> What are you doing week. here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, looking forward to that. Also, a bike-related thing that uh, I can have as part of a job. Um, yeah, still uh, doing a little bit of, like, pump track designing and uh, project management on the side. So a lot of new stuff. But yeah, but looks uh, sounds sounds interesting, sounds exciting, and I for sure am looking forward to you know seeing you in person as a coach, like showing those young senders how it's done. Still, at least the tail whip, and uh, you know and obviously the the whole coverage for the Olympics. That's gonna be that's gonna be epic when you can say like, oh, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to that. All right, cool. I mean, you um, also, what I always uh, know that you always have kind of a, a good eye for, you know, 
who who is on a on a good path who who is a hot uh, a hot new guy who has the stuff to be the next the next swiss chris the next hoopy the next uh, so who's next what do you think what is uh, what is uh, chris rebel's view on uh, who we should uh, be talking to next as a upcoming slopestyle writer in switzerland oh man i think everyone who is into dirt jumping and slope style already knows this but we have a bunch of really good talents coming up but uh at the top of my list is reto Haini right now he's uh just having the time of his life on his bike he's going crazy blowing minds every time he rides like he doesn't have a chill mode it's just sending the craziest stuff and to him it's not even crazy it's just sure i'll do a flare on the seawalls in barcelona like you call him out <laughs> like hey you could do this and first he'll be like mm, i don't know i'm not warmed up and then 10 minutes later sure enough you're pointing a phone at him doing that um oh, wow. he's just so talented he's in love with the sport um just having the time of his life and uh yeah he he has no limits he's insanely good he's definitely my number one and then there's a couple others like uh jerome hollinger who's extremely talented who does crazy stuff like cork sevens out of pump track berms like insane and then uh jeremias luder i think his name is jeremiah um jerelu on uh on instagram he's uh doing pretty well too i actually coached him a couple years ago in swiss bike park when he could barely do a bar spin and now he's doing 360 bar spin to tail whip to bar spins in lensburg which is a hard jump to even 360 so yeah the swiss dirt jump scene um as we talked about last in the last episode it's just got the infrastructure it's got With people like Hoopy, it's got someone to look up to and uh, show them that anything is possible in the sport. And we've got the talent. It's amazing to see. Oh, and we also have Michelle Neuner at the moment, who is uh, a girl we definitely have to keep our eye on. You, sh you shared a, a reel or some clips from her, and I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> yeah. Wow. She, uh, she actually got inspired by the, the Tail Whip Challenge, and she's doing... She's trying to do a backflip every Friday, mini flip Friday, I think. Mini flip Monday or mini flip Friday? Flip Friday. So she's trying to do a backflip every week of this year. Um, she, she's crazy good at backflips. She can flip any bike she's on. She, can, she learned it on a BMX, took it to the enduro bike, to the downhill bike. She just got hooked up by Bix Hochstetler. So she got a dirt jump bike and... First night in Barcelona or La Poma when we went this year, she uh, we went to a little skate park and she flipped the tiniest quarter there and everyone there was just like, what? Like, it's insane. She's so driven and also loving it. Yeah, sorry. That was four people instead of uh, oh, one. No, 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 sorry. no. That is, that is perfect. That is, that's homework, more homework for us. And I guess what uh, what I would like to do to kind of wrap up this uh, this episode is kind of like, uh, you know, go go through again your kind of key takeaways and like principles that you would recommend for anyone that is uh, struggling with some skill stuff. It doesn't have to be a tail whip. It can be as simple as a wheelie or... 
a skid <laughs> or some other incredibly important skill um, if they want to brush up on on something what should they be uh, what should they be focusing on so obviously my my tip is to post it and <laughs> tell a bunch of people what you're up to um, because really that chain it works as soon as you get something going you just don't want to break it um, just tell people what you want to do and actually start doing it um, so for me it was actually funny like I told you earlier if you go back the first tail whip was December 2nd so the first day I already bitched out that's why I did January 1st as well <laughs> <laughs> so yeah actually just tell someone you're going to do it and go start it and find a way to I don't know symbolize it or even if it's just like putting a mark on a calendar or something like that just keep make it build visual. a chain make it visual build a chain and try to keep it going yeah i'm actually playing around with it um i'm trying to figure out what else i can apply that to like uh, since i got back from the trip i uh, i've been also like trying to improve my morning routine <laughs> with that same thing and uh kind of helps yeah um, Bryson, you know, you're obviously now inspired from this discussion. Definitely. Um, so, so what thanks. are you going to work on in 2024? Actually, something that I wanted to do for a really long time, and I came pretty close a couple times in years past, is have a really solid core, midsection. Um, I used to play rugby, and there I also developed it quite well like you know you need to kind of have an all-around type of physique and then um yeah uh, also with cycling it really gets you there so i really want to like i guess train i guess is where i'm getting at getting um, hench that's what you mean and to be huge <laughs> well i don't i actually don't want to be huge i want to be i want to stay like pretty much the same stature but uh at least be like more athletic than I have been in the past uh, three or four years. And then also just kind of like use that core strength to um, enhance kind of the all-around thing. But that's where you come in um, with the inspiration, Pascal, because you are a uh, serial commitment freak. Um, <laughs> and you are a great, like you are consistently training and distance inspires me as well. So you guys are both, you're double inspiring me right now. Uh, I can almost not take it. Um, but <laughs> just jokes aside, gonna work out so hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get on the trainer right after this episode. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's actually part of it. I'm gonna get on the trainer more. I'm going to um, do really focus uh, and 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 not uh, try to like psych myself out with it. Um, really take it at my own pace, but at least know that I'm doing the one that one thing. Maybe not every day, but that you know, Chris, you did it as like. I'm going to do a tail whip a day. Obviously you did more, but like if you had that one goal of doing one and then you're having fun in your bike and you're just like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and do some more or do some other things. And by the time you know it, you're like, you know, gassed out. You're like, okay, well that was a good sesh because <laughs> I did way more than I expected to do. And then Pascal, like you're just all the time training all the time ready. And uh, I think I can take just a dialed down version of that and apply that. So that's my 24. And uh, I, I, let's call it consistency. 
because consistency compounds consistently. Oh, isn't that fire? That's I'm, my I'm new scheduling tagline. my tattoo right now <laughs> <laughs> on the forehead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Please so, do that. So, what's what about you, Pascal? What's your twenty-four? Uh, well, the so <laughs> funny, funny story. So when I when I finished one of the courses uh, last year with the Swiss Cycling Program, they said like, look, you know, if you're gonna be pro mountain biker, for lack of a better word, then you know you need to look for a new hobby because. It's not sustainable if your hobby is your job, and then that's just going to be a recipe for disaster. So my solution is to discover the gravel bike, and uh, and uh, you know upped my training again. So I set myself the goal of uh, qualifying for the world championships in my age group. So, Amazing. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens <laughs> with my uh, sustainability and and uh, you know work life balance between the the mountain bike and the gravel bike and uh, see where that takes me but it's a lot of fun i've i've been hesitant gravel hesitant so to speak uh but uh but yeah there's a there's a great overlap and and a lot of fun to be had uh, certainly around here where i live and uh yeah so i'm looking forward to to the events they look like really cool cool formats i mean i have two chances towards the end of june and the beginning of july and uh so yeah, we'll see, you know, consistently um, training will, will certainly help for towards the goal. And uh, yeah, and if everything goes well and I execute to my abilities, then it's certainly within my reach to, to get there. Are you going to post it? <laughs> Every day. Well, there's my Strava. You can just oh, yeah, uh, you're follow me on Strava. You've been doing that for years. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I also it's have to a, somehow post Pretty something. transparent. Um, but uh, but yeah, so you know, since the latest you see me rock up in a rainbow jersey, you know what happened. <laughs> oh man, I cannot the- wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'll, I'll let's let's uh, you know focus, uh, trust the process, focus on the process, and uh, and then uh, the rest is uh, the rest happens, and uh, you know, if it happens the right way, then it should be good. So we'll see. Yeah, good luck Certainly with that. Certainly an interesting awesome. project. Anywho, I think we should wrap it up for tonight. I think we should also mention our best ride of the year that people should check out on our website. We still have the landing page up. The registrations are flowing in. Um, so that's skitsandgiggles.com forward slash ride. Um, Bryson and I, we set ourselves the goal to have an in-person ride experience this year. And we're kind of crowdsourcing all the inputs uh, throughout the first quarter of the year. And then we'll crystallize those inputs into hopefully a great, if not the best ride of the year. Um, Maybe finally, Chris, um, if people have any more questions, want to see more of your challenges... Where can they find you so we can stick those things into the show notes? My Instagram still the best to reach me. It's uh, at Chris Raber. Um, I don't have too many followers, so I will see your message. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. All right. We'll stick that into the description where you can find all the other links to the stuff we discussed 
as well. So that's for sure going to be the first episode with Chris, which is now pretty much exactly three years ago from our early days of the podcast, but still a good one. And I actually listened to it today. It's really still very good, despite the pizza pizzeria noise in the background and all the other things we talked about. And with that, we say thank you, Chris. That was really cool. And uh, see you soon. Thank you, guys. It was uh, awesome to catch up with you. And uh, I hope I didn't talk too much. Good to see you again, Chris. Thanks for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Why don't you let us know what you think? We really like to hear from our listeners. To find out how to get in touch with us, follow the links to our website in the description or find us on Instagram under at Skits and Giggles. Until next time, Skigglers.